Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood. We're spilling exclusive Housewives gossip with a Bravo celebrity or Superman each week to give you behind the scenes secrets and access to drama that you didn't see on TV. Get your glasses ready. Welcome back to Access Hollywood's Housewives Nightcap. Emily, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So I want to hear about your Christmas. I want to hear about New Year's. I want to hear about everything. But we are in crisis mode. We need to immediately discuss last night's episode. Oh, my gosh. I know. I, I'm shocked. I mean, it was, first of all, Emmy winning. Emmy winning performances by all the women. It deserves to be a nominated for an Emmy, to win an Emmy. I was thoroughly impressed by this episode, but holy crap. It's um, crazy. It's crazy. I don't even know where to start. Where do we even start? Okay, well, I think we start. I, I agree with you. I think we really need to give props to the editing and the oh, music. Yes, the music, the music oh was too freaking good. Um, so good. And, you know, we always joke like, oh, they need an Emmy. Like, they... People actually need to realize how hard this is. It's it's brilliant the way they edited totally. it. Totally. Okay, why don't we start with our favorite moments? Okay. Think Heather really finding her voice is my favorite all-time favorite moment. She has spent the past couple of seasons really being by Jen's side, which we find out she really was covering some shit up for Jen, and she's not doing that anymore and she's not taking any crap from Monica. I'm really, as I say in that I'm so shocked by this episode, I'm really not that shocked by Monica because I've said this before. I think she is a snake. Well, we knew from BravoCon that all the ladies were not cool with Monica because they did interviews separately. There was no panel for Salt Lake because obviously they didn't want any of this to get out. So we knew that there was a big riff, but we didn't know what exactly it was about. So I have to say that moment when Heather is just on the beach waiting for the ladies and we don't know what's going to happen. And the music is like, but the way that she was so dramatic in the yellow and, dress and the yellow dress and like the breeze in her hair and she was like i know i have to tell you something and it is bad it's gonna change our friend dynamic forever don't don't you know what i kind of feel like the ladies had an inkling that about what she might say because no, none of them said, are, 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 is my child okay? Are your kids okay? Did right. someone die? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's typically when someone comes to me with that news and I don't know if I'm just really dramatic um, and always think everyone's going to die. But when someone says to me, I have something really bad to tell you, I immediately am like, is everybody safe and healthy? And she Which was, the ladies didn't do. And she was definitely that serious. Oh my God. She was so serious. She was so serious. So maybe they did have, also, why wasn't Angie invited to the little meeting? <laughs> that must have been a producer decision. I guarantee yeah. the producers were like, core four, like we yeah. need the, you know what I mean? Like it would have been too weird with Angie in it. Um, also them showing us Angie's DMs back to uh, Reality Von Tees. Yeah, Reality Von Tees. Okay, so let's, if you guys haven't watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which uh get off this podcast and watch it. You don't even need to honestly watch past seasons if you haven't kept up with no. Salt Lake. Yeah. Just start this season. Totally, totally. You don't need the Jen Shaw of it all, really, truly. Except for the fact that now we know, allegedly, that Jen punched Heather in the face, and that's what gave her the black eye. Allegedly. Jen did deny these claims from prison. I don't know how, but she wrote on her Instagram story. I assume she called her assistant or someone in her circle, and they posted on right, the Instagram today right. saying that that's not the case. She denied that. But basically... Heather is accusing Monica of being behind an Instagram account, Reality Von Tease, which really has started a lot of shit within the group for years. Lauren, did you follow it previously? Because I did not. I It's been brought up on past seasons. So I knew 
it, I knew it about was, it, but I didn't but, follow it. Well, did you notice it only has like 5,000 followers? So, so it's I was not gonna, our normal yes. Bravo. So I followed it now. Really followed it. So last night it had 5,000 followers and now it has 24K. Stop. So whoever is connected to Reality Von Tees might start sending, uh, selling tummy tea soon because they have a following now. And all the honey, what is it? Hair bear care? Yeah, we're gonna get a care. sponsor with hair We're like in 2011, but whatever. So Same Monica shit. did confess that she was a part of it, but she said she was not the sole person behind it, and her whole mission was to take down Jen Shaw. I think this is like a situation where we really saw a fan infiltrate the group, and she, mm-hmm. I really, she really is a fraud. This woman is a fraud. And also, okay. Not to be rude and not, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but why was she cast in the first place? She's a fraud. She, fra- she like, she's fraudulent. She wormed she, her way in. She made it, she wormed her way in. She made it her goal. She's a con artist. You know, she was obviously on the sidelines of Jen Shaw. She was in Jen Shaw's orbit. You know, we don't exactly know what she did, but we know that she was in Jen Shaw's orbit. And she saw them, you know, she she wanted to be a housewife. I mean, she knows it's profitable. True. You know, they do make money. They do they make, money. make it's She's a, job. a mom of three or four, four. you know, she's, she's a gotten a mom. divorce. I don't really understand what she does for work. I, I think she's a small understand. business, you know. So I think that she saw an opportunity here and she took advantage of it. Now, here's my question. A lot of people online are still like all for Monica because she brought the drama and that's what we love as Housewives fans. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I think it was too much. I mean, that episode was amazing. Totally. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hands down, a great Housewife episode. But I don't need a Housewife trying that hard. I used to really think that Monica was great for the show because I because she stirred the pot. The mom stuff was great. You know, I thought she was a good housewife at first. But now I see her as an outsider. Now I see totally. her as a, like some like I feel like she's invaded my life, too, because these are my girls. This is my cast. I want to believe that although this is reality TV, that like that we know there are parts of this that aren't real. I want to believe it's real, you know? So now I feel like there's a breaking of the fourth wall happening with this. Like a real Instagram was created by this woman. Do you know what I mean? No, it's like a breaking of the fourth sense. wall. Like, I don't like it. I, and we I, don't need it. We, we don't, don't need it. it. I mean, I'm actually way more interested in the black eye. I actually want to know more about that. I'm more interested in how Heather exactly got the black eye and why she protected Jen Shaw. And why it hadn't come out until this season. So I also think at the reunion, Monica, we know Monica is going to go after Heather. We interviewed Heather. That's what she told us happens. I think she's really going to go after the fact that there is a reason why Heather hid that to save Jen. Jen must have something on her. Oh, see, I'm Mm -hmm. so dumb. That didn't even occur to me. You're Why else right. would she not tell? Why would she do that? Why would she do? There has to be a reason why. And this is all allegedly because I have to say, Jen is denying all these claims. But there has to be a reason why Heather didn't just come out and say, Jen punched me in the face. As Teresa G would say, there's got to be something else. Name change and arrested. Remember, Oof. she says that to Danielle yeah. before she flips the table. But anyway, that was kind of like what... Like there's, I just feel like Monica, there's so much about this woman that we don't know. Like it's scary actually. Totally. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like when we were at BravoCon and there were all these like crazy fans screaming at the housewives and like, you know, like really like as if they them. were Beatles, it makes me feel like she was one of them. Do you know what totally. I mean? And totally. I don't like that. Like I want my housewives to be elite. Yeah. I don't need it. Like you said, it's such a good word. She infiltrated the group. She did infiltrate mm. the group. She's okay, a fraud. She's a fraud. Well, we're excited about the reunion. I mean, it was mm. crazy. Also, why didn't anyone apologize to Meredith? <laughs> Meredith deserves an apology. For what? Her stealing something from the store? No, because they were like, uh, they were Defending accusing her. her. Yeah. They were accusing Meredith of the one who was doing all the Instagram DMs. Oh, the like, DMs. Were- yeah, they were accusing Meredith of being the person behind like an Instagram account. And it turns out, no, she wasn't. Well, Meredith we... is a little too smart for that. No, she's way too smart. Okay, Emily. Well, we are going to have Ryan Bailey on this week's podcast. We yeah. interviewed him a couple weeks ago. We talked about 
all the hot things of 2023 to do a look back on before we start the year fresh because we do have a lot of great guests coming up. We have a lot of exciting guests this year. 2024 is our year. Yes. And I know that the podcast is going to be brought to new heights. We have so many great goals and just fun things that we have coming up. So Ryan Bailey is our favorite. He's so entertaining. He's so fun. Uh, we go through like all the great moments that we loved this year in Bravo verse and we get uh, Ryan's hot takes on it and we have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. So keep listening. I am so ready to say goodbye to 2023. But before we say goodbye to 2023, so much happened in the Bravo universe, the reality TV universe that we need to look back on and really share our honest and candid thoughts and opinions about it. So we have the man, the myth. I mean, there's no myth involved, but the man, the myth, the legend that we love and adore. And I feel like he's the perfect person to look back on all the craziness. So please welcome Ryan Bailey. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ho, ho. I, I know it's after Christmas at this point, but ho, it's Santa Bailey. Santa's so oh bad, God. it's good. How are you ladies doing? I love it. Santa came to the podcast. What a hard booking to get. I know. I mean, listen, if you're listening to this, you can't tell, but I had a full Santa beard and hat. I am the carrot top of Bravo. So uh, it's, a, it's a good visual representation of celebrating the year that was 2023, even though like you, I am fully ready for this year to be over. It's, it's been a crazy year, but particularly in the Bravo-verse, Bravo universe, it has been, I would say like the biggest year that people that didn't care about Bravo cared. Right. Ooh. Yeah. My parents' friends know about Scandaball. Like they, uh, they were like, "What's this Scandaball I see on the news?" I mean, th you can't spell Santa without Scandaball. I mean, that is truly uh, a gift and a curse now that hopefully we can break in 2024. Do we think Tom was on the naughty list? Did he get a lot of coal? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, I think Tom. Tom, obviously, we saw the trailer for season 11, and we'll see coming January 30th. But I think, I think Tom, listen, we're going to have a redemption season with Tom, and we'll see how far that goes. But yeah, man, he's on the naughty list this year. I mean, he is on the naughty It is his turn. He did really bad things. He was the architect of his own downfall. And now we pick up the pieces, as the trailer says, and we'll see where we go. I mean, I think he was the number one guy on the naughty list this year. But Ryan, I do want to ask, we're looking back. So in yeah. that moment, when Scandaval broke, where were you? So usually I would be in bed during any kind of breaking news, but I was, I used to work out with a trainer and uh, that's, that's stopped now. But I was working out with a trainer and my phone started blowing up. And I was like in the middle of doing these like hard sit-ups and I was like, what's going on? And I saw, and there was like the break, I think it was on TMZ of something of like DJ James Kennedy saying of like, oh, I can't believe it. What a dirtbag. And I immediately was like, oh my God. And my immediate reaction was, this is fake. This isn't true. How dare DJ James Kennedy even put this out there? And then I realized Ever, it was popping up everywhere. And then I got confirmation from a source close to all of that that said it was true. So it was, uh, oh, so it was you, brutal. You got a confirmation before a lot of other people got a confirmation. Well, a cover, I mean, it was confirmed according to TMZ, but I was, I, but I've seen those rumors pop oh, up on Demois, sure. TMZ, yeah. Daily Mail. So right. I, I, I really, I did not believe that was the case at all. And then, for it to be the artist formerly known as Raquel, for it to be Ra Rachel, that that took it to another level. And I remember it was a Friday and it was starting to rain in Los Angeles because I think it was February. It was a really rainy month. And I remember being, <laughs> this is how sad I take, I was so depressed. I remember I was had a glass of wine and I was like just staring at my phone. And I, I like it, it takes a lot to like really shock me anymore. And right. that shocked me. Right, right. I think much like everyone, I did not think it was true. Just like all rumors that come out in Bravoverse, you know, like when I first heard it, I was like, I was getting like, I was actually getting a root canal and I was like coming off of anesthesia. <laughs> um, I just made that up. I don't know where I was. 
Oh my God! Why the well? By the way, Emily Emily just proved that she potentially could be a cast member of Vanderpump Rules. The Vumas and the lies that Emily like. Said, I don't know. The no, let me back this up. Did you have you? How did you have such a specific lie to know. say at that moment? People like seriously with my family, I make this shit up all the time, and like I don't know why I do it. Uh, have you even had a root canal before? No, I have really good teeth. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, this is really what it must be like to have been Ariana in that moment to like hear this that this was all no, a I'm lie. That you've I know. I don't us. know why I do this. I probably have to go to therapy. Emily, this is like when you told me a couple weeks ago that you found you met someone, and I was like fully believing yeah. her. Yeah, and he took you to he took you overseas. I listened to that. I was like, and I had to rewind it because you said it was a joke really quickly, but I didn't catch it the first time. So I said, "Wow, that's crazy!" Because then you went into the Wonka press junket. How how interesting that is. But yeah, I feel like every Bravo, and how dare you, Emily? You should actually remember where you no were. I have no idea, this you guys. Is like I literally, big... my days, I'm not trying to make it like I'm the president or anything, but like. <laughs> She's going to try to make it sound like she is. My, like where, I'm all over all the time. And like, I don't remember. I don't know. Like I care. I just don't remember. Okay. Wait. Okay. So I really do want to know what Ryan thinks about this because I, I have a female perspective. I want to get a male's perspective. Like, how would you feel if Tom did find love again and really truly seemed happy and like had the whole fairy tale, maybe gets married, whatever? Like, would you be happy for him or would you be like, fuck this guy? I mean, yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, listen, I think I've been F this guy for a while and I still think to a degree he's really not able to take any kind of personal responsibility and it almost you can feel the anger coming off of him and he's not angry it doesn't seem like he's angry at himself. He seems like he's angry at Ariana. He seems like he's angry at us, the viewers. He's angry at all of the people that talked about this so much. And I think he also loves it at the same time because I think he truly loves being a star. Uh, but yeah, man, like we all deserve love again. Like I, I'm, you know, I've been divorced. Like I, like I'm happy to find, like I believe in love. I want that for everybody. I, I hope. I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting there going like, please God help He's Tom Sandoval find love. But like, your prayers. <laughs> right. Well, I, wait, I do, I do think he has a lot of work to get to that point. And I don't know, like, you know, he said last week in an interview that he was like, listen, dude, I couldn't go to therapy because I had to go on tour with my band. And I'm like, your band should like the therapy should take the most. And also oh, online therapy is a great way to go. But your band should be second to actually your own personal development. But he's like a dude. I do stupid things all the time. I don't think things through. And in that way, I kind of like. It's almost a bummer because you. I always looked at him as like the one of the great male hopes. Like, look at he doesn't cheat, he doesn't do this, and I know my own fallacy. Like, I know my own faults. I just thought he was better mm. than that. I don't know. I do hope in twenty twenty four we're gonna get this new season of Vanderpump Rules. I do hope that we see another side of Tom because I will say at BravoCon we did not see another Tom side of Tom. So I my hopes aren't too high with that. But speaking of the trailer, the trailer was We haven't wild. talked about it yet. Excuse me. I'm not tired. I know. I just yawned. It's <laughs> 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 oh, a really exciting season. It looks like they put it's together. And it's already blackout. Like, okay. Are you a grandma? <laughs> it's just the vibes right now. Listen, what's going to help the bot? You know what? Let, let's do another song. <laughs> let's do a bonnet then. Oh my let's God. Let's do a Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Will this help the vibes? Is this going to help the vibes? You're bringing the vibes Oh, up. I we love. some yeah. butter. Churning some butter. Yeah. That was an iconic 2023 memory of them churning butter for six minutes. Do we think Meredith is going to be churning butter in 2024? I mean, I feel like she'll be churning butter for the rest of her life at this point. As long as she finds a bathtub that's suitable for her, the she'll get the work tub. done. I feel like 2023, I mean, Salt Lake City to me was one of the great surprises of 2023 because, you know, I really didn't expect much 
not that I was a huge fan of Jen Shaw, but I was like, oh my God, they've attached it so much to Jen Shaw. Right. Where is Salt Lake City going to go from here? And they managed to like really have a, st- a bizarre but stellar season that I enjoy watching week after week. And it's like just, it's like the little things. It's like character development, like old Roni, where I just love to hear these women talk about anything. So they're in a real sweet spot right now and they show that they can thrive without Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is out, out in prison doing her shamazing abs, and we don't need her. We, no, that is another <laughs> another 2023 you, moment. Well, I mean, yeah, Jen Shaw going to prison. We actually saw another Wait, Bravo celebrity. Wait, was this year? Yeah, was she that went this, this year. Was year? Yes. They both went in the slammer this year. And that's another crazy thing showing how how Jen Shaw operates that within behind the bars, whoever her people or person is kind of put out press releases of guess who's best friends with Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes from Theranos. And she she's giving uh, Elizabeth Holmes Shaw amazing abs. And even today we got a press release, like a, a little PR thing saying that Jen Shaw wants Kim Kardashian to play her in a bio. Oh, I and saw I thought, that. Well, who has to explain to Kim Kardashian who Jen Shaw is first off? I want to see yeah. that com- conversation. I want Kim to, to be like who and then it came to be like oh should we get her out of prison and then realizing no she needs she belongs in prison so well here's another idea in 2024 bravo needs to like take a page out of lifetime and actually do things like the jen shaw movie but do it in the lifetime kind of way and you take bravo liberties and like kind of encapsulate their life like lifetime dramatic movies do so bravo gets ahead of that thing and they kind of make a low budget thriller around Bravo Liberty's lives. You know what I want back? E! True Hollywood Story. So kind of what you're saying, but I would love to like take it all the way back. You know what I mean? Like I want to know, I want like Jen's family to talk about what she was oh, like as a kid. You want like, a true like, story oh, so on Jen you want like a docu-series. You want a docu-series <laughs> yeah, format. On where did yeah, but we Jen could... grow up? Why is she the way she but is? But what Mary J. Blige did, which we could do too, is like a Jen shot, a retelling like scripted show or, or movie. And then the next night is like more docu. Okay. So kind of like also they did that with the Wendy Williams thing as well, actually. Yes, exactly. Because also you could do the docu-series with dramatic reenactments of like Jen Shaw freaking out, like a dramatic reenactment of certain moments of Jen Shaw's life. It could go a lot of ways, but Jen Shaw going to prison was this year as well. And I think people, that's how crazy time is right now. It all seems like one big year the last three years. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook, with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Yeah. Should we take it to Splitsville? Because, I mean, the amount of splits is staggering. It's shocking. It's almost like love. Camelot has fallen again and again this year. Love is not winning on Bravo at all. There is no love. And even just it's like over. in Hollywood in general, I feel like there's been so many breakups this year. Right? Yeah. So many, so breakups. many breakups. You know what I did just think of? And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Have we ever really seen Andy Cohen in a long-term relationship? I've read one of his books and it said like i remember he had one long-term boyfriend but i don't know how long-term that was but and we didn't know him and i think at this point i've thought by the way i have thought about that exactly i've thought about does and does andy feel pressure mind. like like if he does get into a long-term relationship how is he going to introduce that person to the bravo audience like does he feel a little pressured and at this point I'm sure will like at this point it's got to be so hard to like have the kids involved. Like you got to right. get approval from John Mayer. John Mayer has to get approval. Anderson Cooper has to get approval. All of these yeah, things. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's odd. Well, but the older you get, it gets a little, you know, life gets more complicated. Andy's in his 50s and we've never seen him 
maybe 2024 will be the year we've really never seen him in a public long-term relationship. I would love that. I will say, though, you said 50s, but... Uh, I saw him at Jingle Ball, and he was dressing like a 25-year-old. Oh, looked, oh my God. looked amazing Ooh. on the red carpet. <laughs> By the way, and Andy Cohen actually said on his radio show, he said, listen, he took full responsibility. He said, I think John Hill said he looked like a uh, 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 a child lesbian or something like that, you know, like the way he was dressing. The, but Andy it was Cohen the fully leaned in. It was the, yeah, the shiny shoes. shoes and the untucked With shirt the, on the one corner. The shirt was rough. But you know, we love our King Andy Cohen. And I, I love Andy Cohen. Love He's Andy Cohen. Favorite. But 2024, more better fashion choices, Andy. You got this. We believe in you. He did talk about it on his own right. radio show this morning. Yeah. I mean, and he did a yeah. It was a special. He's aware. It was a special time. Okay, so speaking of splits, Cal Mauricio. That was a big one. Ryan, were you actually that shocked? Because look, there's been rumors for years and years and years. What did you think? Oh yeah, I'll always remember where I found out the news about Kyla Mauricio. I was getting a root canal and I was really, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not surprised. Well, I am surprised and I'm not surprised. I, I've heard rumors about that relationship for so long, but I also thought it was the kind of uh, relationship that kept that stuff under wrap. And we've seen Kyle on Beverly Hills 13 seasons of her not fully sharing, like owning all of it. Um, and she's great at 13 that. Long well, and I love Kyle Richards, but I just never thought we would get to a point. And even in the release of that information, I think it was first reported by People Magazine, you know, it's, it put this out there. And then they kind of backtracked on the original statement later that night. And then they were photographed in Aspen and their cowboy hats from Kimo Sabi. And I thought it was, I, I just, the more it got, the more it went on, and I'm not even talking about the Morgan Wade of it all. Obviously, they have issues. I think they'll always be friends, people that have this great family together and businesses. But I think this is donezo. It is not coming back from beyond. But yeah, mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me, but it does make me sad. 27 years is a long time to spend with anybody. And especially with the amount of success that couple has had, I'll be really curious to see where we go and how much we see of it on Beverly Hills in 2024 because the the season will still be airing right did you, did you guys know that kyle was engaged when she met mauricio to someone else i did know that yeah that always fascinates me and leading into this breakup i think about that because a lot they have been through a lot and 27 years is a really long time to be so and i do think that people think they were always rich which is not the case no 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 well, was I mean, she that rich together? And that caused drama with Kathy, remember? Right. So, but these these people have built a really big life oh, together. Oh, totally. And they've been through a lot in their marriage. Like, it's really shocking that it's going to come to an but end. But also, after yeah. 27 years, you're not married to the same person, right? Like, you... Listen to you, you old bat. I mean... <laughs> 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 oh my god i mean they raise kids together wise. they that was the forefront of their marriage and then once you have kyle getting a little more she keeps saying how she feels a lot more clear of this clarity now that she's not drinking and the blinders are off and she's like what am i doing i always say on the show i'm like the people that talk like kyle talks right now they're usually in cults they're like, I'm thinking clearer than I've ever thought in my life. But at the same time, yeah. I wait, but at the same time, I can totally empathize with Kyle of like, this is all brand new. And of course, I don't know what the relationship with Morgan Wade is, but of course you want somebody new in your life that does not know all the baggage that you've carried with you your entire life. So it is new and exciting, and we'll see where it goes. But Kathy Hilton posting a photo at a Kathy's got a chill with the holiday party. She was at another <laughs> holiday party and she posted a photo with Morgan and Kyle a couple weeks ago and it still blows me away that the three of them morgan kyle and kathy were in one photo a while right. a wild time so do you think kyle and mariso will file for divorce they are still just separated will they get divorced or maybe they have too much assets involved they don't want to split it yeah or i don't what do we think i don't I don't think this will go to divorce. Um, I, well, listen, I think depending on what other relationships Kyle has and how those people are, how they feel about it, like if it's some kind of statement, but I think there are too many properties involved and too many, you know, like who knows what LLCs, what, you know, she helped build the agency just as much as Mauricio in some ways. And you could argue those were the contacts that Mauricio made was through Hilton and Highland with Rick. Um, so right. I, I think they will keep all of that stuff 
uh, going. Because remember, Erica Jane is still married to Tom Girardi. Oh, right. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, like, you just kind of keep keep going. And I think they'll probably have a really successful, you know, I think they're going to be a couple that is, like, still in communication and able to run businesses together. But I, I would be surprised if we see a divorce anytime in the next five years. Hmm. Interesting. It's that interesting. makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's move on to some Ooh, other we're moving on. People. I love when Emily goes. <laughs> I love when Emily just goes, um, okay, we're moving on. That's the New York of yeah, you. Yeah, because I have the short no, I have the shortest attention span. And I'll I like I just I don't know. Like I just I you know, we, anyway, whatever. Okay. All right, so <laughs> Ryan, you're really getting our most chaotic selves today. Yeah, no, so uh, guys, I feel like I'm on acid. I feel like I'm on acid right now. I feel like I was at Kyle's party, THC party from a couple weeks yeah, ago. Well, welcome. My my boyfriend says I'm like a hurricane. I'm like, Thank oh, he's you. a boyfriend now. Um, wow, we've oh, stepped it up. You didn't tell oh, me it was God. a boyfriend. A friend Great. that's a boy. A friend that's a like. Ooh. He's a boy that I have sex with. Oh! I... Wait, you mean a boy that you make love with? Like, do not, like, come on. We, You're making love yes. at this point. That's I fornicate. With. <laughs> um, he's a boy that I fornicate with. And I see him multiple times a week. And um... Talk about short attentions, man. hey <laughs> And, you know, like. Yeah, he's my friend that's a boy, which you put that together, and that is a boyfriend. So okay. there we okay, go. Okay, well, next right. topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, okay. he's not so, Tom Sandoval, is he? Could um, you imagine? Okay, <laughs> I will give you the exclusive, Could, you, could I, you imagine if we broke – by the way, you want the number one podcast in the entire world? Break that news right now. Break it I, right now. I am dating Tom oh Sandoval. Oh, my yes. um, Okay. And you're getting a root canal together. And yeah. we're getting root canal together. Okay, so lots of notable splits, Ryan. I want to tell you which. I want you to tell me which one you. you I want you both to tell me which ones you, you were most shocked by. Okay, so we had Mia and Gordon split. Yeah. Robin and Juan. Well, not a split. Drama. I think we're all, like, we're all surprised you, they're not splitting. Yeah, I think that's the big right. surprise. I think Are that's... you surprised? By, okay, Carl and Lindsay. PK cheating allegations. So what out of these four surprised you the most? I, th you know what? Well, I will say out of those four, there's surprising things about all of them, but I think Lindsay and Carl, because just in the manner in which we've received information in which it was done, leading that close up to the actual wedding on top of having your relationship be part of a reality series. And no matter what people think of Lindsay, I love Lindsay, but no matter what, if you love her or hate her, you got to submit like that is so rough to 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 do where you and and to hear from Kyle that you know and and even Craig Conover saying well you'll see the season and see what led up to that and I just feel uh, scared that maybe Lindsay didn't see all those things leading up to that moment and we'll have to see some of that really intense hurt which by the way I'm all here for it as a reality show lover but I think that's the most surprising and also Carl seemed like he was so so into this lifestyle of not only healthy living, but loving the right way, making your bed in the morning, drinking water, doing everything the right way. And I, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what is behind all of this with Carl. I want to hear. Do you think reasoning. it will come out? I do. Do you think it will come out? Because you know, there are a lot. I am not one to speculate. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's really not me, but there are a lot of, I mean, there are several different um, rumors about Carl that people are commenting online about. So do you think we'll find out the truth as to why Carl really did this? Well, that that's a big one. If we do find out one of these rumors, which I think I know the rumor you're talking about, uh, it would blow me away. And I think it would be kind of groundbreaking television about, you know, we all want to face who we are as people and live the life that we're meant to live. But I don't know, neither here nor there, if that's it. But man, that would be amazing television in so many ways. I just don't think that's what we're going to see I just, but also like not hats off to Carl, but like, thank God he didn't go out and start a cover band and tour around the world after he did this, you know, like he didn't go out and like be in, like he kind of disappeared until Bravo. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you said that actually, because, um, as much as like we put Tom Sandoval together, we put, we put Tom and Carl next to each other. Right. 
two men that handle these things very differently, their breakups very differently. I'm really glad you pointed out that Carl, you said props off to Carl. And I actually like a big part of me agrees as much as I love Lindsay and I'm all about the girls. Like he did what a lot of people don't have the courage to do. He ended it. He didn't marry her, which would have been the wrong thing to do. Well, he was saying that we spoke to him at BravoCon and he was saying he had no intention of breaking up with her when they went. It just happened. He went in and talked because at that point he was claiming that the only way they could talk to one another was during therapy. And he thought, okay, this is, I can't marry someone like this, but I don't want to break up. Now, this is all of his side of the story. I do think hopefully on Summer House, we will see it play out and maybe we'll see, oh my gosh, these two people are not communicating the way they should be, especially if they're getting married. But I do think Carl handled it completely and utterly differently. Even his remorse, he was so, so remorseful about the breakup. And then you have Tom who... You just want to punch in the face. Well, that, that's it too, because like, you know, supporting Lindsay fully, I mean, I think that's the thing too, is that I can see a little bit at BravoCon how it was tearing him apart and not that that gets like, oh my God, I sympathize and I love you or anything like that. But I feel like, yeah, if you hurt, like that's so hard to live with when you realize you've hurt hurt somebody. Like that stuff is like the stuff that keeps you up at night. And I saw a little bit of that and I didn't seem super performative, but it is very different than how we saw Tom and like every pivot he made and still to this day, now he's going on with like, he was in love with Rachel and Rachel blocked him. And like, now we're supposed to be like, Oh, boo hoo. Rachel's a bad person for blocking you. Like, dude, you set you what a faulty foundation. You set up this relationship on to begin with, but I'm really here for this. I just, I sometimes just worry for Lindsay because a lot of like the summer house people, we've seen those relationships and they always kind of seem to poke fun at Lindsay. They don't like her in a lot of ways. And I get worried that I hope, and I think we've seen a, lot, a couple girl dinners on Instagram with Paige and all them that I think they have a good handle, hopefully on not piling on. And I hope there's not a lot of scenes of, I would never be able to marry her either. Good call, Carl. I would yeah. hope not. Hope not, because that's just mean. That is just yeah. mean. And as a viewer, I don't want to see that. As a viewer, I want to see no. the authentic part, just not the mean part. But Ryan, were you surprised with the PK cheating allegations that Sutton brought up um, on <laughs> Beverly Hills this season? And, and this was after Erica made her showman, showwoman stance at BravoCon 2022. I'm a showman. I'm a showman. PK and Darina done. Like, I love that she said that at BravoCon 2022. And then 2023, we actually had allegations to come back and like yeah. talk about. Uh, you know, it doesn't okay, surprise so me. Do you think she knew Erica secretly when she said that? Has no, anyone considered that? You know, I I think, well, listen, you know, one of her BFFs on the show was Lisa Rinna. And I feel like Lisa Rinna probably was texting Erica every single rumor, fact, anything that she heard probably was filtered through Erica Jane. And also, I think if you're on Bravo or if you're with a man, you throw a stone, you're going to hit somebody that's probably done something wrong so it's like a good guess even if she didn't have any information but it is interesting because that's another storyline that's kind of protected even though we've heard rumors about pk and dorit for years and i even heard that rumor that pk was not alone uh when he was pulled over for uh dui and also i do think that certain people have relationships with police i'm not saying that that's what happened here but it didn't surprise me but also what do you expect look listen this is real housewives of beverly hills what do you expect of course it's going to get brought up in the show it sometimes sucks if it's not true but then this is what this show is about so for anybody including kyle to feign like how dare you do this to me that's what the show is unfortunately right yeah hmm do we think 2024 dorit and pk go their separate ways dun 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 you know what i think it's possible i do i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no actually i'm gonna say this is the one that even though i do think they're having issues which they admitted right i think you see those two kids though they do seem to have a very uh you know a, a family life that is built to, yeah. And I do think that I think Dorit, if anything, will try to make this work. So if PK, I don't know if he, what he did or if he keeps doing whatever he did, but if, you know, I feel like she will try to make this work and kind of lean in. Um, but I hope for the kids that it, it, it all helps, you know, but 
I don't know, the pretty woman thing, you guys. I'm, like I'm giving you a pretty woman experience, Doreen. How dare <laughs> I'm gonna have a band sing a song that's not even from the movie. Berlin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Uh that's Julia divorce. Roberts. She even wasn't a fan of I would, I will say this is what I this is the difference on how a lot of us watch the shows, right? Like I hear a lot of people will watch it just straightforward, like, oh my god, that was tacky. But I loved it because it was tacky. I was like, hell yeah, because it's so funny to think this actually happened. And remember, Dorit was experiencing her putsta, her PTSD, and she was like, Kyle, where right. are my kids, Kyle? Kyle, please. <laughs> and like that kind of lead up. It was just all so fantastical and ridiculous and things that we don't really experience in a lot of our relationships. That's the stuff I sometimes love about housewives is that of course, Berlin's here. Of course, he's not actually buying her the pretty woman necklace. Of course. Right. right. This is to me, that is like fodder to joke about for so long. And that's what I truly love about these moments we get with Beverly Hills and Salt Lake this season. So let's talk about the Roni reboot. Ryan. I don't know. I was excited. Then I watched it. Then I got bored. What did you think? Okay, I was, I was, you know what? I will go, I was not that excited, but then I started watching it and I will say it kind of hit, hit into those things of we're getting introduced to new women. It already has old Roni to go up against. Everybody's comparing it, compare and despair, all that stuff. So I started actually really enjoying all of the characters. And I, I did think it lasted like maybe two episodes longer than it should have. But I think it built a solid foundation that I'm like, when shit goes down, mm. we're going to like, then we're going to be able to know these ladies a little better. So I think sometimes when you cast not with actual friends, but you do actual casting and go, I'll pick this person, this person. I feel like they spent the season getting to know each other as well as us getting to know them. So now that they do, I want to see where this goes. And I'm kind of excited. And also we were on the heels of Sandoval. So it was kind of not Scandoval. So it was kind of nice to have a little bit more of a tepid, slower paced show that you had to lean in. And I am in support of, we got to bring new characters in. We love our old characters, of course, but we've got to bring new people in for, for humanity. We got to have these things survive for Bravo. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm excited to, to have season two. I just want Cy to crack a smile and chill out with the creator stuff. Or don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's definitely coming back because you need that character. Mm. You need that character that thinks they're a badass. And then the viewers watch and go, what's your problem? And it'll be interesting to see if she doubles down. And like, is the same person or if she's like, you know what? I got to lighten up in certain ways. I got to listen to Jessel because that's the other great thing. They thought it was going to go one way. And then the audience took it and they were like, we love Jessel. And they were like, oh my God, I was, I bullied her all season. Oh my God. I didn't expect this. That was kind of fun to watch everything happening with the viewers and to have that information going into season two with Jessel being so celebrated. That's the kind of stuff I live for. Yeah, I agree with you completely. That's I I live for it too. Yeah. I actually love it. I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, they at BravoCon, I said to all of them, which was like so shady of me, but I was like, it, Jessel was not there I, during this interview. Yeah. They were grouped, and I was like, so what do you guys think about Jessel being the breakout star? <laughs> and their faces, their faces were like they were like so annoyed at me, and I was like, mm -hmm. because honestly. I didn't like, I, I did feel that Jessel got bullied and I didn't like it. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy that actually people took to her and who knows if she can actually, you know, who knows? She could have a bad second season, a bad third season. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, she could just be having good luck for yeah. a season. But I also know? love now that Bravo has this whole ecosystem around it that includes social media and what's going on because it was fascinating to then watch Bryn kind of buddy up with Jessel after the season wrapped of like showing up with Jessel and no, like I like Bryn a lot, but I think it's interesting to think about what goes on behind the scenes because they're all trying out. They're trying to be successful housewives. They want, I mean, Erin right. seems like she really wants this Erin. Yeah. Erin seems like she really wants to be a housewife. So I'm all for a second season. Uh, we'll, we'll see. What other shows, what other cities do you think need 
need to be rebooted. I know. Need a reboot in 2024. Thoughts on Atlanta? Well, People are thinking Atlanta, but I, don't I think know. Atlanta. I agree. I think Atlanta. I Atlanta has reached a little bit of a staleness that all those ladies work individually. But you got to look at the group. Like they, when they come together as a group, you know, even if Potomac is a little different this season, then when they come together as a group, they're all it makes sense. individually exciting to watch, and they still have these group moments that are kind of fun, even if the storyline doesn't support it. But Atlanta just feels like it's a little bit at a standstill and i hate it because individually those ladies are all amazing i just feel like we need to get back to actually real relationships and not manufactured drama because i think i agree with you really can smell that now i i'm really not sensing a strong friendship between pretty much any of them um you know i love sheree i really do but she feels particularly disconnected from the group um, I mean, Sheree showed up in the scene with Candy where like Candy, like Candy just wanted to go on a walk. She's in like a full floor length fur coat. Like she was like, I'm just like, it's like too, you know, it's just funny. It's like, guys, be real with each other and we, yeah. will, we will respond entirely. And I think that Candy feels disconnected too. Candy feels like she, she's kind of over the whole thing. Candy's almost an EGOT winner at this point. Candy's like a Broadway producer. Candy is so insanely successful, but it's hard when you have a show that kind of created the whole genre in certain ways of how powerful Atlanta has been multiple times. There are dips like with anything. It's like a a sports team that you're going to have some bad seasons. Don't give up on your favorite team because they will be back. This is not going anywhere. It just needs to be retooled. So, okay. Um, I mean, would Bravo ever take Nini back? Would Nini come I back? feel like that could be a 2024 thing. I But aren't aren't there still le- aren't there still lawsuits going on between them? I Well, lawsuits can get dropped. And yes. I do think like I I don't know where I maybe I said this with you guys. I said Bethany Frankel seems like she really did do some good because she brought Nini back into the mix with Bravo after BravoCon mm-hmm. and Andy saying, "Listen, I always have in my uh my room to forgive in my heart and saying he loved Nini. And then we saw Nini pop up in Dubai with a couple of other ladies and a real housewives of Dubai housewife. Maybe they're going to soft launch Nini back that way in this upcoming season of Dubai, even though I know it was finished filming, but who knows, maybe they might add a scene in. And I think that could pave the way towards a reconciliation. But even that, you, you know, you run the risk of stunt casting, of like Nini's amazing, but don't bet it all on Nini. Don't right. don't do that. Like let's make Nini. sure you have yeah, have solid right, relationships. Right. And like, you know, if you want to build it around Nini, do that. But don't just throw her on and expect her to make magic. She will, but have other things to support it. I think your point is so valid and so true. Like content is only entertaining. Forget about Housewives, even though, of course, on Housewives it the rule remains the same. It's entertaining when relationships are authentic. Like when you actually like have a chemistry, you know, and I agree with you. You really hit hit on nail on the head. Atlanta, we're losing the chemistry between these ladies. Yeah, get it back. I would love to see a lot of the OGs back. A reboot with the OGs. Let's let's throw Kim into the mix. I mean, come on, she's going through the messiest split, non-split, split. Oh, split, I split, forgot. Split. Kim and Croy. If I could get that, give yeah. me no. it. Yeah. But this, this is wild. They they had they had Kim show up this past season with Boring. other uh, OGs, right? And it was the most. It was just a it tepid scene at best. And I was like, how do you fumble that? How? And it's not Kim's fault, but how do you fumble that scene when Kim actually? Agreed I mean, Kim has so in. much going on in her life. Um, also, I don't know if Kim, like, I think Kim would have to be honest in a way that I don't think she's comfortable with being in regards to like, what is going down capable. I don't think she's capable. Yeah. Forget about comfortable. I don't think she's capable. A majority of her adult life has been around Bravo. Like, I mean, I was one of the people that started watching the Kim and Croy spinoff series for a while. Like the amount of crystals she would buy on that show and to see where they are now, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have bought the $30,000 amethyst on the side of the road on the road trip, you know? Have you guys seen the things that she is selling right well, now? The Lincoln are... bio, the Lincoln bio stuff? Rough. Oof. Rough. Oof, oof, oof. Nothing that, I... and she's like holding up like, horrible Louis Vuitton like shoes or bags and she's like bought this for why is her voice so deep (laughs) she's like bought this brand new is she a smoker now 4,000 I'm selling Uh, it for 
She's like, I'm selling it for 3,800, you guys. Look at These Kim, are so Kim, Kim needs a send it to Daryl moment. Kim Ooh. needs some kind of send it. Like, and that's the thing, too, is that you wonder... And this is like conspiratorial, which I hate when I go, but Bravo sometimes like like pushes it because you're I like conspiracy. Well, no, Give but I just us. like I just wonder of like how much of this is what are we seeing as real? How much of this is any of this stage to potentially get interest of like look at me, I'm having so much drama in my life, I should be back in TV. I do sense a lot of this is actually real, but part of me with Kim or with any housewives, I still now think. Well, is this for a press release? Is this to get on TMZ and the Daily Mail? Where, like, what do we want out of this? And I feel. I feel like with a lot of reality stars, we don't know. Like we have to support these people for the rest of our lives. We now have to like worry about Kim Zolziak and her family <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Support and we're like, no, don't, but don't you think that of like, oh my God, I, do I have to see Sandoval's band in 20 years when this is done? Like, do I'm going to have to right. worry about, I have my own stuff to worry about. We have and to I'm not worry about them. If they can put food on the table. Like Jack, thank God oh Jack's Oh my God, back. you're killing me. You're killing me. Okay, Kim, the, okay. To the Kim thing, I'm not understanding. Between her and Brielle, they have millions okay, of followers. Okay, but she's an alleged okay? gambler. Alleged. Alleged. Right, okay. So and also, I think, those, I think those are inflated numbers a little bit, I would bet, if you put it into some kind of machine. Oh, I isn't bet. they're fake. No, I know they have a large following, but I think a lot of that, a little bit of that is also inflated uh, bots and right. things like that. Right, right. So who knows how much they're actually bringing home and then how much they're spending. As Ryan said, they, you on the show, they spent a lot of money and you can't really just break those, that habit of spending that easily. But Ryan, we are running out of time because you are a booked uh, and busy man. Tell us one before we let you go, we need to know yeah. all about where people can listen to your podcast, even though I'm sure every single person listening to our podcast yeah, right now Yeah, people are like, I already knows. tried it. I don't like, I'm no, good. No, 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 uh, no. We're bringing your fans over to our podcast no. right now to listen. So tell, so tell them everything, please. Listen, it's called So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I moved to Betches Media a couple of months ago. So excited to be with them now. And we do like four to five shows a week. I do full line by line breakdowns of Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills. We do a pop culture roundup on Mondays. I had um, uh, I had uh, uh, one of the cast members from Married to Medicine on today. I have a director of a Cabbage Patch Kids documentary <laughs> on tomorrow. Like it's kind of runs the gamut of all pop culture. And I think of it as a mashup. So there's something there for everybody. There's timestamps so you can skip. Emily and Lauren were on a couple of weeks ago and they were amazing. I geeked out. And that's the thing is to get Aww. excited about, to be able to geek out with things that you truly love and to lean into these things. Don't be ashamed of liking anything that you like. Really like, I love that we have now people that can have conversations about this, that put this out to the world because I think it is worth talking about. So it's that we're also on Instagram where I make silly, uh, sometimes cutting memes, as Emily says. And uh, that's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. And uh, yeah, just come support in any way you can. And remember to rate the podcast five stars as well as this podcast because it really does help uh, because we're just out here trying to trying to do shows. Trying to keep the lights yeah. on, baby. <laughs> Ryan, you are so good at you what you are do. You so really are good. so entertaining. Like, we have to learn from you. So if you want to do a, like, Chris Jenner type masterclass. We will pay for it. Listen, I'll do that um, if you if you produce my Bravo Action News uh, segment. I like some Bravo be, Action News. That would I be think great. We should do that in 2024, Agreed. and then it's kind of like a Ron Burgundy yeah. kind of Bravo Action News, you know. And you have the mustache so that really. I just, I, I now have the mustache back after Tom didn't have it in the Vanderpump trailer. I was like safe to have a mustache again. Yes. I am the only worm with the mustache. And thank you ladies for having me on. Uh, I want you to come back on mine and I just can't wait to talk to you next because I wish this could go on forever, but I have to go to this screening. So thank you. Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood is hosted and produced by Lauren Herbert and Emily Orozco. Executive produced by Rebecca Zamer and associate producer Matt Izzo with original music by Chris Keyes. Join us next week as we dive into the glamorous worlds of reality TV once again. Because who doesn't love a nightcap? 